quite nice. Apparently, we've got a new jingle this week as well. Which oh, we hello. So we'll see what happens with that. But um, you know, like a little harmonica in there, a little solo. <laughs> this is going at the start, isn't it? <laughs> Just oh. <realized> we've, we've <laughs> Tipping Liverpool to stay up this year. <laughs> Thanks for explaining how the Premier League works. Then enjoy that now. No. Uh, <laughs> Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Football Times podcast with myself, RadioTimes.com, sport editor Michael Potts, and I'm joined in the virtual studio for the third week in a row because we can't get rid of him or get anybody better. It's Mr. Jake Wilson, writer for BBC Match of the Day magazine. How are you doing, sir? I am good, sir. Is this my hat trick? Does this mean I take the podcast ball home at the end Absolutely of the end of the day? Not. Ah, <laughs> oh, how are you anyway? All good? Happy this podcast. week? We should get a podcast ball. Should be a thing. Yeah. Hmm. All the guests. Write that down in my head. Write that down in my head. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. And we have some exciting news. Well, I might, mm. might as well just start with the exciting news. Um, you won't be listening to Jake Wilson for the entirety of this podcast. As we How have is that our, exciting? Uh, <laughs> as, we, <laughs> as we have our very first guest uh, on Football Times podcast, we have the Manchester United legend that is Mr. Andrew Cole or Andy Cole. I still can't quite, can't quite work out which is best to call him, um, but he will be chatting to us very soon uh, about Manchester United versus Brighton, and we're very excited to hear that. Um, but for so now, excited. we'll kickstart with. We'll start at the end, shall we? Let's go full tenant with this. Let's start at the end. Um, we've got Monday Night Football, probably the showcase, the showpiece game of the weekend. Um, it's an eight o'clock kickoff on Sky Sports Premier League and main event. It's Liverpool versus Arsenal. Um, let's start with Liverpool. Um, imagine being one of those people who genuinely thought they were going to struggle this season. Um, yeah, it's a bit silly, that, isn't it? Uh, football doesn't change that much, you know, uh, in, in a few months, really. Good teams very rarely drop off that much, and it doesn't seem that Liverpool have dropped off at Absolutely. all, almost. Absolutely. Mm. I, um, I didn't watch the full... Did you watch the full Chelsea game? I didn't, I didn't catch it in the end. Yep. Mm-hmm. What, what were your thoughts on that? I mean, I've seen all the highlights, read all the, all the stuff, but um, what, what, were your, what were your thoughts while watching it? I think the, the obviously the big turning point was the, the Christensen sending off, which was um, straight out of the NFL playbook. Um, but Liverpool seemed pretty comfortable before that. Chelsea didn't, didn't threaten their goal too much for me. Um, and yeah, it just became a passing masterclass that second half. Oh. Thiago with the most passes ever in a 45-minute uh, played Um in the Prem, yeah, they just awesome. passed them off the park. Um, Mane just got it in his head. I think I think people annoyed him the first week. Everyone was talking about Salah. He was, his price went down on FPL, and he was like, "I've had enough of this." Which is and the true, it, the true indicator of, of a player's form. <laughs> oh no, eleven point nine. Eleven point nine. Are they having a laugh? <laughs> um, and he went on an absolute tear, um, and he's best player on the park but yeah it was just super comfortable for him it's um, not bad isn't it you know I mean part, part of the reason why Liverpool maybe because they weren't they weren't at absolute top top level sort of once I mean they'd already won the league they already wrapped up the title which is probably one reason but also with Henderson being injured um, he was a big part of that midfield dictating the play um, but I mean 
the difference this year, they can bring on Thiago. They can bring on Thiago and just have 45 minutes strolling around looking like he was born in that Liverpool side. He really does. He's a very, very classy player. We're currently compiling our um, top 50 Premier League players on Match the Day magazine, and oh. he has slipped in rather high. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> Plays one good uh, pass, he's suddenly the, the third best player, etc., or whatever, wherever he is. Uh, it's not far off, I would think. Um, sure. But I think, that's, I think that's the case for Liverpool this year. Their bench last year looked a little bit on the light side. Um, but with the, the the new signings, it isn't that way. Like they're attacking lineup, they've got the front three um, that they play every every game, which is phenomenal. But as a backup on the bench now, they're going to have Divock Origi, who's fine and will do a job. He's not quite the quality, but they're they're happy with him for now. Minamino, who's definitely grown into the English game, scored in the Community Shield, it's good. And then a forty-five up to million pounds transfer of one Diogo Jota. What are three players to bring on? That is very impressive. Mm. You feel like Jota is a step up on, I know it's slightly different positions, but like you're bringing off people like Shakiri from the bench who were, were always destined for the bench. He was always meant to be that player who, an impact sub, who didn't bring off the bench, whatever. You feel like Jota could, dare I say, challenge somebody like Firmino for that spot? I know Firmino's not particularly starting in the, in the best way. Um, I guess he's always going to be probably under the most scrutiny of the front three because he's not scoring the same amount of goals. That's not his job. Um, but you do wonder whether Jota is actually there to not just make up the numbers. I mean, you'll know him more than, more than most, but you feel like he could probably slot into that, that middle role, that centre role, um, between Mane and Salah. Is that, is that correct? I think so. Um, his direct running um, with the ball is maybe something that he's got over for me now. He's, still, he's got the enthusiasm and the work rate that Klopp obviously loves. And it would be very odd to spend that amount of money. This is Liverpool's most expensive attacking signing of all time, just to have him on for 15-minute cameos. Mm. Um, just to put it into context, this transfer, uh, I think it's 41 it's starting at. Wolves were bought for between 30 and, and £45 million pounds from Fosun in 2016. So the whole of Wolves, the club, were probably less than... Jota's transfer will be here since. So that is a big old uh, swig of cash that um, Liverpool have dropped on him. And yeah, like he could play through the middle in the way that they play. They don't swing balls into the box when they don't think they're going to have someone um, on the end of them. It's not like he's just going to be <laughs> scrapping yeah. against Webster and Dunk <laughs> for headers yeah. every week. All right. Um, <laughs> you would get squashed. Um, but yeah, it's... <laughs> What, what a lineup! <laughs> getting, yeah. getting squashed in the middle there. They peel him off the uh, the penalty spot. <laughs> um, I'm not going to mention this every week, but um, you know, hear the accent and all that sort of jazz. But um, fun fact: Jordan Henderson paid for basically more than the stadium of light. So wow! Yeah, we sold him. We sold. We paid off the whole stadium and, and the academy. <laughs> oh, jeez! <laughs> wow! The fee of selling Jordan Henderson for twenty million. There you go. You got to do it. You got to when these clubs that aren't in the top six, you've got to sell players. Leicester have done it with Chillers again this this summer. It's the smart play. Um, and it helps teams grow. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, yeah, obviously, it helps teams grow. <laughs> <laughs> some some teams. Uh, Moving yeah. very swiftly back on track. Um, I've got a couple of pointless stats that that may 
may have a point to them, but um, I was just looking through a few team stats in the first couple of weeks. Um, Liverpool, more dribbles per game than anyone, most successful dribbles, least fouled, um, and the most unsuccessful dribbles. So they're pretty extreme with this, but they will run at you. They will keep on running at you. And Arsenal attempted the third fewest tackles of the of the league so far. Um, oh wow! I was trying to put something like this together into what is going to happen, but basically, Liverpool are going to run at Arsenal a lot of times, and Arsenal are going to struggle to to hold them back. Do you think? Let's move on to Arsenal. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> is that far uh, too basic to boil it down to? But um, I, I think I think it probably is a little. Um, Arsenal have have um, been the team on the ball. So maybe the third least tackles is because teams aren't running at them in the same way. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, they will have a very different challenge this week, though. And um, it is a big test of their new back line and um, that ethos to see, see just how far they are along. Feels a little bit like, I was going to say pick names out of the hat, but there's only going to be about four names in the hat to start with to, to get into that <laughs> Arsenal team. I think um, at, at last count, I had four centre-backs injured. They had two full-backs out. David Luiz is sort of stitched together and, and put back in, but at the end of the day, he, he is David Luiz. Um, it, it's interesting. It's not, it's not the, not the defence you want to go into a game against Liverpool with. No, but, but there's hot, you know... It's it's Liverpool. It's it's a kind of a free hit for for all teams. Wolves um, for us. We said it with Man City um, earlier this week. Um, even, even though you you might play really well, the result is probably going to be what the result's going to be. Um, and Arsenal are going to are going to fancy themselves. Um, Bamiang, obviously phenomenal player on especially on the counter. Laka looks like he's in good form. Their front line could trouble Liverpool's shaky back line mm. so as it seems like most games this season I'd be pumping that it's um, <laughs> whose defence is least leaky yeah screw it let's have a 7-5 yeah ooh uh, I'm in the Premier League's just gone nuts this year hasn't it already I mean last week was really? it 40, 44 goals the, the record for a 20 team league season um, yeah I mean going back to Arsenal Lacazette found the net again I feel like he's always going to be that sort of player, a little spurt, sort of a couple of games to start the season, sort of tops up the meter a little bit, tops up his credit in the bank. And then is he, is he, is he really that player to, to get 20 goals, 25 goals even? Somebody like that who Arsenal need um, on top of Aubameyang. Um, not totally sold, but, but fair play. He started the season very well, considering it looked like he might have been, been shipped out um, with Nketiah on the score sheet, coming in, coming through, challenging Lacazette for a starting spot, I guess. And Martinelli on the way back at some point. We don't quite know when that is, but we'll, I seem to forget about Martinelli and how good he actually was last season. Um, it's, it's exciting times for, for Arsenal's forwards. It really is. I talk about direct running that we did with Jota. Martinelli last season, he just oh, yeah. showed it. Teams, Teams... Do need those runners, the people that will take a chance and will just power at teams. Uh, makes it uncomfortable for defenders, um, and I think uh, defenders on both sides are going to be very uncomfortable for this one. I think you're Absolutely. right. Absolutely. And uh, prediction. Ah, yes. Yeah. I feel a bit bad. I keep going for the uh, the favourites here, but it's so hard that? to look past Liverpool. What was that noise? You sounded, you sounded like something off Jurassic <laughs> Park. <laughs> Like a velociraptor. Anyway, sorry. Prediction. Cheers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two on Liverpool, mate. What about you? What are you saying? 
Um, yeah, I think I fancy Liverpool. I think I fancy Liverpool. I think I fancy a three-one Liverpool. I just yeah. Arsenal with with all of the defenders in there. They've improved under Arteta, and obviously they won again last night. Um, I think it was their seventh consecutive cup domestic cup win, which is a good good little uh, number to to reach. Um, I, yeah, I don't quite fancy that defence up against Salah Mane. And if you, I mean, Jota could well get a place in there. Firmino could start. Um, yeah, I don't really fancy them. Um, now, I'm not trying to say we don't need your expertise here, Jake, because there's a reason you're on this uh, this very important Zoom call. But um, yeah. we'll call some reinforcements for the next game. See you later. So, Football Times, uh, new season, new format, new features, and uh, as promised, the first of what will be hopefully many special guests. Uh, we're setting the bar very high here with a Man United legend, uh, 275 games in all competitions, 121 goals, third top scorer in Premier League history. Uh, we're joined by Mr. Andy Cole. How are you doing, sir? Hi. Right? Yeah, all good. Nice to speak to you. Um, we'll get straight down to business. Uh, Manchester United travel to face Brighton this weekend live on BT Sport 1 uh, from 11.30. It's a 12.30 kickoff this Saturday. Um, it can't get much worse than last week, surely, Andy. Uh, what went no, wrong? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say it was bad. You yeah. Know, you, you, you go through things like that in a football match and you take nothing away from Crystal Palace. My United went, went up to speed, Palace were, and they deservedly won the game. So, you know, you move on, you start again this weekend against Brighton, and then you go from there. Mm. Are, you, are you expecting a sort of Alex Ferguson-style backlash, I guess, against Brighton? Anything's possible. The Premier League, anything's possible. Anything's possible when it comes to Manchester United. Uh, I'm, I'm looking for a more all-rounded performance, mm. you know? Even if yeah. it's away, and Brighton will be a very tough game. I'm not going to sit and say, "Oh yeah, Brighton's going to be." No, there's no easy games in the Premier League. But I'm looking for a, a, a better performance. Yeah, absolutely. And Bruno Fernandez looked maybe a little bit off the pace, but we all we were so impressed with him um, at the end of last season. Um, how sort of crucial is he to to United's play? To United, how United perform on the day? I think they're all crucial. He's mm. crucial. Paul Pogba's crucial. You know, um, when Man United are playing well, they're playing well. And I think they proved that to the back in the last season. You know, it's difficult starting when they did. So a week later, yeah. you know, finishing their season real, real late. All, all, all those kind of things come into it, you know. But um, that said, I'm, I'm looking for a more polished performance this yeah. weekend. But no doubt everyone's been disappointed that they played the way they did. Mm, absolutely. And in Marshall, in Marcus Rashford, Mason Greenwood, uh, they've got some. Hope <coughs> you're right. Yeah. Uh, in Anthony Marshall, Marcus Rashford, Mason Greenwood, they've got some young, sort of hotshot strikers, forwards coming through. Is there anyone you've been particularly impressed with? I know there's not. I've, I've been impressed by all of them. I'm, I'm going to be honest. You know, they've all got their own strengths and weaknesses, but I, I do like the way that they all gel together. I like the way they play and they look, all look like when on the pitch they enjoy each other's company, which mm. is a good thing. And I think those things make things a little bit easier. Yeah. And how do you, well, you've alluded to that. Yeah, I guess how, how important is that these players look like they're having fun actually on the pitch? I mean, it looked like that, didn't it? Shackles off, attacking, flying forward. And that's, that's what you're supposed to do when you play football, you know. you got a guy to enjoy it. I'm sitting there thinking about obviously my time playing up front, obviously with Jorkin and 
I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. You know, we'd go out and we'd have fun. Mm. You know, we'd have a laugh, we'd have a joke, but ultimately, you know, it's game time. And we try to get three points at the end of the day. Yeah. I love, I mean, I loved watching Greenwood last season. I think he's such a good, a good talent. Yeah, he's, he's talent. such a powerful shot. I don't know, like just from a standing yeah. point, he's got such a good strike on him. Is there, is there anything you've been particularly impressed by with, with Mason Greenwood? I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed by the way he's taken in his stride. Yeah. You know, he's got his head down, he's done what he's had to do. And, you know, long, long way that continues, because I, I, I know from the outside looking in, you know, me personally, I, I think he could have a massive future in the game. Mm, and keep his feet on the ground and his head right fingers crossed he'd be okay yeah and uh, I guess how would you have fancied your chances in this team if, you, if you'd been at your prime would you have slotted in nicely into that attack would you have liked I, I, I don't know I, I don't know you know I, I look at this team you know it's, it's a good team you know all got, ultimately all they've got to do is just keep believing in themselves mm. Absolutely, and I saw you. Um, you defended uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer the other day, um, sort of wanting the critics to sort of get off his back a little bit. Um, what was your relationship like with him during your Man United days? And and do you think he will be given time to sort of get this right? Me, me and Ole was always cool. Um, I always said he's people. We had a good relationship. Uh, we always used to have a laugh and joke. You know, we always used to work on our finishing together. So I, I look at those things as positive things, you know. I've had the opportunity to speak to him quite a few times since he's had the job as well. Mm. You know, and he, he, he doesn't talk to me like I'm no longer his teammate. I mean, we talk like we're still teammates, so I, I think that speaks volume for Oli. Um, yeah, I, I genuinely do believe he needs to be given time. You know, if you look at where he took over, where the team, where the squad was at then, to taking over to last season, finishing... Fourth, getting to three semi-finals. Yeah, I didn't finish to do, but three semi-finals. That is improvement in, in itself. Mm. And what can you see, I guess, from Man United um, from the rest of the season? Are you expecting a top four challenge? Are you expecting? I, I am. Europa I, League? I genuinely do believe they're finishing the top four. Yeah, I do. Yeah, they've got they've got 30, 37 games to turn it around. I mean, that, that's a long, long, long time. It's mm. a few months of football yet. Do you think they might need any, a few more signings in there, or is it is it is that not the case? I know I know there's been a bit of frustration around the transfer activity. Yeah, of, of course, every team needs a few more signings. But I, I keep saying, you know, financially, you know, if we're talking about the signings you're talking about, it's, it's, it's big, big money. Mm. And if you've got no revenue coming in, but you've got money going out, it's, yeah. it's it's not easy. It's not easy because they've got to try and find that money from somewhere. You know, so uh, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, particularly tricky at the moment with with the the lockdown situation. Looks like it's going yes. to continue without without fans. Can you imagine playing in an empty Old Trafford? I think that's just a bizarre, <laughs> bizarre thing. It, it is, and it's 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 not nice mentally. It's not nice because however you look at professional football, is it's like the movie industry. You know, you you're putting on a performance. Mm. And you want to perform in front of If you've got no one to perform in front of, yeah. And I, I think mentally that plays games with you as well. Uh, because you're so, you're so used to it. Mm, absolutely. And um, and yeah, finally, just obviously again, coming back to Brighton v Man United this week. Um, I, have you seen much of Brighton this season? So far? Oh, we haven't we've got I have. data to work with. I have. But what, what do you I've, make I've of Brighton? I've watched their two games. 
Uh, I watched them against Newcastle closely last week. Uh, very good. The right back, Lamptey. Lamptey um, looks, looks good. Yeah, he? he looks like a real find. You know, so I, I, I know, especially after watching the game last week, it, it won't be an easy game for Manchester United come the weekend. Far from it. Yeah, what, what can you see happening this weekend? between the two what's your predictions and what's, what's no, your... I've, I've not got my crystal ball with me you know <laughs> but uh, hopefully Manchester United can get a positive result and a better performance than last week yeah absolutely and then build on that for like you say the rest of the season and there you go go from there great stuff thank you very much Andy and um, thank you. once again you can watch Brighton v Man United live on BT Sport 1 from 11.30 this Saturday for a 12.30 kickoff. Potsy, that was sick. You had Andy Cole on the pod. Well done getting that first name in the bag. Very good. I mean, that's, that's some enthusiasm there. I like that. I really like that. So thank you very much. Hopefully the first I'm of many. I'm proud of you. Um, we're, we're, we're in, in transfer talks, in, in, in heated discussions over our next guest. Um, mm-hmm. So stay tuned for that. But I'm, 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 fingers crossed we've got a good one lined up for next week. Um, I can't say, can't say any more about that just yet. But... We'll Ooh, see we'll lip seals, I like. You tease, you tease. <laughs> um, and yes, so moving on to the rest of the weekend, we've got some pretty big games coming up. Um, we've got West Brom v Chelsea, that's 5.30 kickoff on Saturday on Sky Sports Premier League, main event, now TV. Um, we've also got Tottenham v Newcastle, everybody's sort of interested in Spurs at the moment with, uh, with Son and Kane's double act, possibly a little Gareth Bale fit, not quite might be around, might be at the game. Um, that's a two o'clock kickoff on Sunday. Sky Sports Premier League main event now TV, and uh, and Manchester City Leicester is another interesting one. Um, Four thirty, so that follows straight after uh, Tottenham Newcastle on Sky Sports. Um, should we move on? And should we move on to Fantasy Premier League? Ah, that's why you bring me back. That's the expertise. I need tips because I pressed the wildcard button. It's happened. It's happened. Oh, I had a pretty mate. good week. I had a pretty good week. Um, actually, a very good week. It was very solid. I think it was 78 points in the end. Um, what are you doing? I just, I just felt like my defence and a couple of the, the more bargain midfield players beyond the core just needed mm. a bit of tweaking, a bit of tinkering. Um, so I've kept my same front three. Still got Calvert-Lewin, Ings and Jimenez. Slightly different, slightly different change of tack here. So I think most people have gone for De Bruyne and Salah, De Bruyne and Fernandes, Salah, Fernandes, Mane, Salah, whatever it is. Two big cost midfielders. I've gone with three sort of probably 20 goal strikers, I would say there, mm. is what I'm going with. A little bit less in midfield, but I have slotted De Bruyne in there instead of Aubameyang. Um, yeah. I still kind of, I'm, I'm nervous about that because I still think Aubameyang could be one of the top scorers, if not the top scorer um, in fantasy. But oh, De Bruyne, just, I, can't, I can't not have De Bruyne in my team. Yeah, this is. I have had the same issue with you. I had uh, a Bamiang and I wanted to get rid of him because his run of games is quite tough. Obviously, starts at Liverpool, but doesn't get loads easier after that. And then I looked at the percentages. De Bruyne's eleven point six, and he's in thirty five percent of teams. Sterling's eleven point five, and in five percent of teams. Mm. And I've chanced it with the differential. Sterling Ooh. gets those hat tricks, and I want I want a hat trick with Sterling. I don't want to rub it in the face of everyone in my mini leagues. <laughs> wow. 
Let it out, Jake. Let it out. This is why we're here. We're here for you to talk. <laughs> it's a competition. There's no niceties in yeah. FPL. I don't want other people to succeed. Yeah, I've gone with... I saw the other thing, when we're talking about City, I've gone with Fodden as well. I've got... So I went for Poddens, who we chatted about the weekend. I sent a frantic message to Jake, just like, should I put in Neto or Poddens? Please tell me. Oh, oh Mr. Wolves. Um, and <laughs> I've gone with Poddens. It's just a cheap option. Um, the cheapest midfielder I've got, actually. Um, oh, wow. Fodden's in there. and I, So he started. It was seven out of nine lockdown games he started. Now they haven't got David Silva. Mares is not up to scratch yet. You've got sort of... I still, I think Sterling could start up front, possibly every other game. I think yeah. it, it, Jesus isn't a, isn't a nailed on starter. I've seen a few people going for him, but like Sterling can start through the centre. Jesus can be on the bench. And I, I, I basically can't see how Foden misses out on that team. Um, and he scores no, three goals as well. He's not just assists. So I, I'm feeling a bit of a De Bruyne-Foden partnership, as we want to call it. Very tasty. Mm-hmm. Could be very wrong. Um, any other hot shouts for us for, for game week three? Um, I'm very close to pulling the uh, the World Cup button myself. Mm. I think um, someone um, that um, may be on the podcast next week um, pulled the wild card uh, lever after game week one. Ooh. So maybe you want to bring that up next week, potentially with a potential uh, guest there. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm shouting Kepper this week. It might be in the final week I ever shout Kepper, but they've just signed Mendy. They've just signed Mendy. But I'm, I think Kepper might have his last game for Chelsea, maybe, or his last Prem start. Um, and it's West Brom at home. Just go out with a clean sheet, <laughs> Kepper. Do it for Wilsey boy. Come on. You know what it is? You know what it is? Like, we try to look like a respectable, reputable outfit, you know? Radio Times not known for its sport. We're trying to build a reputation here. And then you come on and you start, of every player you could possibly tip for Fantasy Premier League, you're telling me the one goalkeeper with, I don't know, crisps for wrists? <laughs> come um, on. His, his, um, his stats, I, I looked at them today because I was looking at him and, and Mendy. Yeah. Um, he there's a there's a figure for how many goals saved and Mendy's is in I think he saved something like four goals last year so a regular keeper would save zero he saved four more than a regular goalkeeper Kepa's stat last season (laughs) for how many goals he saved compared to a regular goalkeeper was minus 10.7 oh so a regular goalkeeper would have saved 10 of the goals that went in last season yeah so maybe like oh Pickford might have saved 11 Do you realise this isn't like golf? You're not trying to sort of like get the lowest score possible here. Like you've actually got to try and, you know, tally up. Well, this, is, this is it. This is, it's all about differentials, FPL. If you pick the big money players, then you need, you need to go for the ones that uh, are in the low percentages as well. How are you going to catch players? How are you going to catch? Yeah, I mean... It's a, it's, a, it's a balancing act. It's a balancing act. Let me know how this goes. Okay, let me know how this goes. We're going to shout you out next week. Even if, whether you're here or not, we're going to shout you out and we're going to either rinse you or heal you with some form of deity king. Um, we'll, we'll come to that next week. I'll um, take it. Oh, oh my goodness. It's just, oh, right, okay, let's move on. Um, <laughs> let's see if you've got a better eye for new signings in the Premier League. So 
we've we've seen a lot of money spent. There's a lot of chat about how much money clubs are losing, uh, how much clubs aren't making from match day revenue, etc. Um, that hasn't stopped the transfer market from being a thing. Um, Chelsea obviously just tipping over the two hundred million pound mark, I believe it is. Um, interesting, interesting from Chelsea. Uh, it's a boring topic. Um, yeah, new signings. Who's caught your eye for, for good reasons, for bad reasons? Um, hit me up. Well, the uh, the big one really that I'm very excited about. I'm not going to talk about Chelsea. Um, even though I'm very excited about one of their players in particular, is Everton's midfield three. So Ancelotti um, (laughs) has said, none of you are good enough. Gomez, Siggy, Davies, Gabamin, you never fit, mate. None of you are good enough. And they've just bought three midfielders to play together in the middle. They've got Decore, who I love on the ball. He's so good, so good on the ball. Um, Alan who is my favourite of the lot, who seems like an absolute destroyer. And I think he's, he's going to do an absolute job there and really push Everton uh, close to those European spots. And obviously the marquee, the big sparkly name at the top, James. He does look good on the ball. No sprints. Doesn't want to sprint, mate. But <laughs> on the ball. for the week. <laughs> yeah. If you have to run, you're not playing well enough. Yeah, you've got to, I, I love players like that who... The yeah, I don't want to run, but I can pass the ball so well that I don't need to. <laughs> mm. or, or strikers like that, Berbatov sort of sort of figures who don't need to run because they can just no. score from anywhere, from any angle, you any just, position. Could just jink up and down the pitch. Berbatov just jinked everywhere. Didn't didn't do anything but through players' legs, and then yeah, and Hamas looks looks top top quality Sorry. if they can get him fit and keep him playing. Um, that. That middle three, and then with Richarlison and Calvert Lewin up top, and however they fancy playing it, mm. that's tasty. I'm a bit worried that um, that they, if they keep up form like this, may threaten Wolves's uh, European comeback. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! <laughs> How about you? Who's the uh, um, who's yeah, I mean, the yeah. to you? Rodriguez, uh, only Salah made more key passes. That's what I was looking from uh, from the stats. Wow. Only Salah made more key passes than than Rodriguez in the first two games. Um, that lovely sweeping finish against West Brom, the left foot straight across the across the goalkeeper, right in the corner. Um, but the thing that got me about Rodriguez was actually the. It's going to sound a bit uh, cheesy, but it was that little hug at the end with with Ancelotti. <laughs> when a player comes to the Premier League, particularly when they're a little bit older um, and they come to the Premier League for the first time, they've never played in the Premier League before, it sort of seem almost too big for the club. No disrespect to Everton, but like you are signing one of one of the world's top talents a few years ago, sort of thing. Um, I always think it's just a bit weird when those transfers come off, and it's kind of like, is this just their stepping stone? Is this their exposure to the Premier League market, so to speak? That little hug with, with Ancelotti, I think, speaks quite a lot because he's, he now looks like he's found a place where he's loved. And I think Real Madrid is quite, as we've seen with Bale, we'll chat about Bale in a moment, I'm sure. Um, Bale just didn't feel the love from that Real Madrid, the, mm-hmm. the whole club, from the fans, from the club, for, for how many years he was there, no matter what he did. And I just think Rodriguez could have found his little home. I know it's very early to say things like this, but 
Everton fans will love him. Everton fans already love him. I saw them giving bottles of wine out to him. Did you see that video? <laughs> yeah, yeah a, to, bottle of, a bottle of unbranded wine um, to James Rodriguez through his car window. It's just what we need more of that. Um, but I, I don't know. I just feel like if he's in that loving environment, in a place that you know really wants to have him, feels lucky to have James Rodriguez, uh, he's just going to flourish in that environment. So yeah, big fan, big fan. Um, a couple more players. I, I want to tip um, Grady Diangana. So yes. not, I mean, he's a new signing. He's a permanent new signing. Obviously, he was on loan at West Brom last season. Um, but he's going to count for this one. I really like the look of him. Also in that Everton game. Um, not just for the goal. I mean, the goal was more product of Everton just backing off halfway <laughs> yeah. to Anfield. Um, but yeah, I, I thought he's got this, he's, he's got his, Great control about him. He's very quick. He's very, very quick. But he's actually, that doesn't mean anything unless you can actually, you know, keep the ball at your feet. And he just looked very composed, very sharp, slotted straight into the Premier League. Excited to see what he can do this season. Definitely. He does look, he does look very good. Um, he did a big job for them last season. Um, and there's a lot of weight on his shoulders for this, him and, him and Pereira, for, for them to stay up. Um, and before we move on to uh, that big name you mentioned earlier, Ooh, yes. um, I want to talk about fullbacks for a second because fullbacks. fullbacks are great and everyone loves them now. And um, there's, there's a couple that I think are going to change the game a bit. I think the first one, um, Bale's teammate and new teammate, uh, Regulon, uh, I think he's going to do the business. Him and Doc, either side, um, as wingbacks there. I think he looks great. From what I saw of Sevilla in the Europa League, um, obviously went on to to win it, knocking out Wolves. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he looks like a right player, getting some great reports around the world. Um, and the other one, what I'm really worried about is Leicester's fullback situation now. Mm. So they're currently playing James Justin, but he's a stand-in for probably my favourite fullback in the league, Ricardo Pereira, who I think is an absolute world beater <laughs> his yeah. direct running um causes absolute mayhem so you've got him on one side and they're likely going to have castagna the new signing on the other side and he's already made an impact getting assists getting forward a lot causing that chaos um there's some real weapons um and and wolves wolves have, have done the same these teams just below the the, the top established like we've got Marshall on the left who's already uh, a fan favorite with the with the Wolves uh Twitter and uh just just dropping 28 million pounds on a Barcelona player um Nelson Semedo so just casually just casually as you do as Wolves you know just buying from Barcelona are you a Wolves um, mate? uh yeah I am I haven't mentioned it on the pod yet um I don't know. Only, only. Uh, <laughs> well, I have, I have now. Stats, I haven't before. Your stats yeah. suggesting uh, once every thirty minutes, I believe. So, yeah. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> yeah, it's far more than that. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Um, yeah, so I think these, uh, I think these, these fallbacks um, are so important to to most teams um, attacking lineups now. Um, I think, I think they're really going to change the game in the Prem again. Mm, absolutely. I mean, I, I thought. I know he's injured, which is, is obviously a problem at the moment. But Kieran Tierney, so I'm, I feel a little bit sorry for him because he has had those injury problems that just start like stunt the, the beginning of his seasons and beginning of his time with Arsenal. Um, but I just think he's going to 
we're going to look back at Kieran Tini and think, yep, slow start, but oh my word, what a player. Um, just given time to, yeah, to, to put those balls in. Some of the crossing, some of the deliveries he was putting oh, yeah. in. Mm-hmm. I think it was in the Europa League last year, and I think it was Martinelli who was actually picking up on them. And yeah. some of those deliveries were just just pinpoint as good as you as good as you'll get anywhere. Um, and for for a debut season, he's yeah. got um, an FA Cup. He's got a Community Shield. He, I think he won their June um, Player of the Month. Like he hasn't had the the best time with his with injuries and stuff in that time too. He's had some little niggles and stuff. So, yeah, like this is just the the, the birth of uh, a new Arsenal a new Arsenal legend, maybe. Absolutely, Good and so I like June Player of the Month. It sounds like sort of like a chocolate teapot or something. You know, like you're about or you're about <laughs> useful as a June Player of the Month. Like I like that. Um, it's a new world, mate. It's a new world. <laughs> and uh, moving on, finally, to Mr. Gareth Bale. Um, where do you stand on this skill of he's going to rip the Premier League a new one, he's going to tear it up, he's going to rewrite the rule books, or a bit of a waste of money, a bit of a waste of time? Where, where can do you stand? Really, can it be really boring and sit in the middle? Because I think, I think he's going to be really good but not for a little while and not all the time. Uh, I think it would be a lot to put on his shoulders that, that he would come in and, and, um, and be the talisman that turns Spurs into a top four team again. Um, but he's undeniably an elite footballer. He impacts big games. There's, you know, he, he didn't play for, for uh, Real Madrid all that much, but when it came to the big crunch moments and he was on the pitch, he scored a bicycle kick from yeah. God knows how far out in the Champions League final. It, it, he's not some some player that's rotted on the bench, even though he has been on the bench for far too long. He's a very very talented player, and he's going to score well over well into double figures of goals for Spurs this year. <laughs> but he yeah. can't do it on his own. I, I kind of I'm tentative about Bill, so I, mm-hmm. I, I think I wrote about this actually last week. Um, cheeky plug. Um, RadioTimes.com in those little uh, thanks, thanks Jake um, <laughs> about sort of how remember when Alexis Sanchez kind of down tools for half a year trying to get that move mm-hmm. it, it didn't quite go to City ended up going for United and he, he'd sort of forgotten how to pick the tools back up again and I was kind <laughs> yeah. of thinking with Bill I was starting to get a little bit frustrated with Bill himself and I think had he not moved this summer I'd have been I'd have been very frustrated with him because I think sitting on the bench and laughing away and it, it just yeah. becomes very petty between Real Madrid and Spurs. And so I just, I was getting a little bit to the end of, end of, end of the tether with oh, running out of sympathy for Bill. Um, mm. But now seeing him, he's made that move. You just hope he can kind of find that top gear again. I think, I think we're, we're probably going to get a third, you, know, you can probably get up a third gear sort of chugging around <laughs> like that. But can we? Are we going to see fifth gear bail again? And I, th- I think there's a question mark over it. But if we do, I mean, you saw Spurs last weekend. Kane through the middle as some sort of quarterback striker, um, <laughs> pinging the balls around the corner for Sun. If you throw Bale into that as well, two keen, willing runners. Oh my word, they're going to. You might get seven fives, won't you? You might get seven fives. Yeah, you might. <laughs> Um, it, it's just interesting because I think I mean Kane, Bill, Son would be absolute top of their game is there a better front three 
Ooh, I'm going to say in the Premier League, is there a better front three in the world? Is that, is that too knee-jerk to say? I, I can't... You'd, you'd maybe only look at Bayern, wouldn't you? But Yeah, yeah. But for names, yeah. You, Bill Kane's not... son, the potential that front three has, it, I mean, that, that is instantly enough to put you in the, in the top four, in the top mm. three even. Um, obviously, there are so many question marks over what Bill can do, how he will slot in, but... I'm tentative, but also getting very excited, <laughs> especially it's, after watching Spurs last week. It's such an exciting Premier League season. Oh, There's yeah. so many, so many, as you like to say, narratives Narrative. going on. <laughs> it's all about the narrative. And there, there are so many are, and there's so many good players, and teams are, are revamping and refreshing. And this is turning out to, to look like it could be a classic Premier League season. Absolutely. Just like every Premier League season. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> like an absolute scorcher. And we'll be here hopefully every week um, should the Zoom quality stand up over, <laughs> over the difficult winter months as we're being told now. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Um, what's in Match of the Day magazine this week, Mr. Wilson? Well, it is the last chance to grab our massive goals, goals, goals issue. So as we've spoken about some elite forwards today, we've got all the elite forwards in that mag. Everything for your kids to know about the Premier League's hottest ballers. And three packs of those brand new match tacks on the front. So I know you're going to be getting it, Michael. I know you're going to be getting it. There's no Sunderland in there, but... uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the shops. I'm going to go to the shops. I'll do it. I'll do it this time. Um, <laughs> for all of my zero kids that I have here. Um, well, thank you very much for joining It can be enjoyed today. by all ages. No, it can be enjoyed by all ages, Michael. It's, it's, it's on my level, so I'm, I'm definitely up for it. Um, I'll, go and, I'll go and pick one up for next week, and I'll let you know how it is. Um, thank you very much for joining, Jake, and uh, as always. And we look forward to seeing who for the Match of the Day team is with us mm. next week. Mm. Mysterious. Mm. <laughs> um, thank you very much for listening. And as always, you can come to radiotimes.com slash sport for all your sporting previews. We've got, some, we've got some non-football stuff coming up. We've got the French Open in... Where are we? The end of September? I had to check the date there. Uh, we've got some French Open coming up. We've got some Premier League fixtures. We've got Carabao Cup fixtures. We've got a bit of everything because sport is back. And uh, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week, hopefully with a guest. Cheers.